talking to me. There's something awakening in my mind. I can't control it. What did you see? There's a crusade coming. Do you often dream things that happen just as you dream them? Yes. The test is simple. Remove your hand from the box, and you die. What's in the box? Pain. You inherit too much power. You have proven you can rule yourself. Now you must learn to rule others. Something none of your ancestors learned. My father rules an entire planet. He's losing it. He's getting a richer one. He'll lose that one too. Arrakis is a death trap. This is an extermination. They're picking my family off one by one. Let's fight like demons. An animal caught in a trap will gnaw off its own leg to escape. What will you do? I know you. One day, the legend will be born. All of civilization depends on it. The future, I can see it. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. My Lord Duke. Where the fear is gone, only I will remain. Go, go, go! I need to immediately say you weirdly look like you totally could step off the set of a Villeneuve film. I'm, I'm just getting <laughs> vibes about you. You definitely have a. I brought me, uh, brought me Chris knife for the. Uh, oh, <laughs> I love that it's it has already in the trailer stage developed its own, um, <laughs> you know, its own defining iconic uh, moments with the, you know, that's fantastic. Yeah. Which I take to mean, if we're going to jump straight into symbolism, it's the four directions. So north, south, east, west. Like I've got you covered. You know, it's it's this great yeah. acknowledgement, and that is definitely not in the books, correct? I don't believe so. No. Okay, cool. No worries. Uh, we have Emilio joining. So look at us sorting out our tech issues just in time. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, that's why I always try to join a few minutes early. <laughs> that's good. Yes, that's right, and that's why I jumped on too. Emilio, how are you, my friend? Okay, well, now it's done. nice to see you guys. How are you doing? Great to see you too, man. Um, but I want to throw it to Mark because it's his first show. How, how have you been, Mark? Uh, yeah, I've been pretty good. Pretty busy. There's a, a lot of new news in the past week. So uh, trying to scramble to keep up with all of that. 
That's right. So, goodness me, um, Emilio, uh, we now live in a, in a world, and this isn't to hyperbolize it too much, but we now live in a world where this story has actually finally been properly, as the book, d adapted to screen. Like, that is so clearly obvious from everything we saw. Um, yeah. How are you, my friend, after that? I mean, wow, that's, that, I mean, I'm so hyped all the time, and I've been, like, going through this, like, every time something new happens, like, I, I feel like now I can, like, in, people can relate to my hypeness. Yeah, uh, your hypiness, <laughs> mixture of happiness yeah, and that, hype. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> that I've been, like, developing since I uh, knew Denny Villeneuve was, was, to this adaptation so uh, I'm like you know <laughs> I'm like I'm like overhyped but in a nice way like I love to watch this you know like of course I've watched the trailer like maybe a thousand times now. yeah and uh, and I love watching people like having these reactions because I I I, I was crying too I mean yeah. I was like completely taken by it like oh my god um so i'm static i'm just you know like this trailer like i it, it made me feel they can extend the, the the premiere like i don't know maybe farther whatever they oh need, you mean you if know, it doesn't like, release in december this year you mean yeah i mean i'm not like i would love to i mean the sooner the better of course and, <laughs> But you know, I've been waiting for this for a long time. So I, like, this trailer told me, like, okay, you're gonna get good stuff. So oh, it's a great way. Are you kidding me? Okay, so hold on. Now, Mark, before <laughs> I go on, because I'm a bit of a, I'd like to dive in, and 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 Emilia knows this. I think there was an uninterrupted, like, ten minute section where I just spoke about Villeneuve and his approach and how this means something more than art and more than more than a film. But I have to throw it to you just to. To, to balance out the, the airwaves. So first of all, please give us an introduction of Dune Info. Um, and uh, after that, please segue into <laughs> how you were during and then after the trailer. Yeah, sure. Uh, so Dune Info has been going for about 25 years now, I think, started at university. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I got a, a copy of the, um, the making of Dune book in a second-hand bookshop. So I started reading wow. the series at university. I'd seen the Lynch film, started reading the series. They also had the Dune Encyclopedia and they had the Making of Dune book by uh, Ed Naha. So I bought those and, uh, you know, using Netscape Navigator and the, uh, yes. university, the uh, university servers, I, I set up the first Dune, my, my first Dune behind the scenes website. And it's been going for 25 years. I absolutely love the site, by the way. Also, me and Emilio, we both have uh, me Mediterranean, him, I think, Hispanic, right? So you've got that. If we were in a room, we would just be like giving Mark like a gigantic hug right now. And, <laughs> and, and, and we would say this, and I, I think I speak pretty confidently on behalf of you, uh, Emilio. Mark, you, this is your show. Like, you need to like record with us whenever. <laughs> like, you are so like like definitionally the real deal uh, uh, Dune scholar, basically, I would definitely say that. <laughs> after that length of time of being immersed in it. 
Um, that's ex- well, I'm I'm actually to the point of don't don't eye roll, but I'm weirdly like honored to have you on the show. That's a long time being uh, being with Herbert's world, and um, about, you know, uh, Emilio is the closest uh, on that parity with you in terms of that relationship with Dune. I've come at it from Villeneuve onwards, essentially. So it's an interesting, different kind of like uh, <laughs> different angles. Um, but uh, so so that's the origins. Um, that's amazing. Netscape Navigator is so amazing. I love how it's named in the name there too. Um, <laughs> well, originally it was uh, Mosaic, but oh. uh, I don't think I quite started my website when uh, Mosaic was around. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty moved on to Netscape Navigator, as I recall. <laughs> I'm just gonna take Emilio aside. I just kind of want to hype with you, dude. Can you believe we have this guy on the show? Like, I can't believe it. How fucking I mean, cool yeah. is this guy? Jesus, <laughs> I had no idea. The Again, good Navigator is so cool. You know what I mean? Um, I think his nickname might become the Navigator because he managed to navigate, <laughs> navigate safely navigate 25 years of kingdom. You know? <laughs> yes. Okay. I think I, I, think, I think every I think. Oh no! Wait, go ahead, Mark. I was just saying, if uh, I'd need a, a spice tank full of orange <laughs> gas, I'll the navigator. That's right. Yeah, I th- I think like I think like twenty five years uh, old fans of Dune, um, <laughs> like they develop this prescience, you know, yeah. already. Like they know how to how to bend and how to calculate. Yeah, uh, you know, I can definitely dig that. Definitely dig that. Um, uh, I want to say also, so Hassan, who is uh, our uh, co-host with with Emilio, he he's um, traveling at the moment, so um, he beautifully opened us uh, into um, the subject with this wonderful. It's almost like an acknowledgement of where the terminology, so much of what Frank Herbert um, based Dune off of in in the Arabic sphere was a beautiful, it almost felt like, um, I don't want to be trite about it, I, I fully 100% um, earnest and respectful here. It, it, it resembled how some um, times when there's a, a shoot that's going on in a country, like for example, New Zealand is like, they have that acknowledgement of culture. We have that here in Australia too, where before certain speeches or whatever, there's that fundamental acknowledgement of, of certain key origins of things, like whether it's the land that you're delivering a speech on or something. And it just felt like for him to talk about in perfect Iraqi accent, like talking about like Shai Hulud, remember? Like um, Emilia from that first yeah, episode. Incredible. Um, actively real time translating into Arabic. Uh, uh, so I can't wait for you to meet him, Mark. Uh, I think you, you, that would be really, really good. Um, so uh, I'm here to kind of essentially just very loosely provide structure because honestly, I mean, we can if you want scrub through it and we can just do that like if you have another screen beside you are you happy to yep. do that guys okay yep. well i'll bring it up then because then like because then that is a great way to structure and and sort of base our, our conversation you know so i'm going off of the um legendary youtube channel legendary pictures um a bit of background on this kind of thing so um there was an eight minute trailer for um Death Stranding, uh, who, you know, Kojima's a big Death Stranding, uh, a big Villeneuve fan. And we took one minute each of that trailer and we <laughs> analyzed one minute at a time, eight, an eight part sub series within the podcast. We don't have eight minutes uh, of this footage, <laughs> although Emilio combined with the uh, Stephen Colbert footage, we might have eight minutes, wouldn't you say? 
Yeah. I was, yeah. Of course. Because again, and we're very also, Mark, we're very friendly with tangents here, definitely. So, oh, by the <laughs> way, so one week, only one week this trailer has been out. 24 million views. Uh, it has already surpassed Batman, right? So, and I just want to say, so Batman has been generally in the global pop culture zeitgeist uninterrupted with various incarnations, whereas Dune has been largely dormant since the 80s. And the trailer has more views within and like DC fandom was weeks ago, you know? So that is, you know, Mr. Navigator, what are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so for the past year or so on the on my Twitter stream, I'm constantly seeing people going, there's a new June movie, there's a new movie. And like, <laughs> people are, <laughs> have been, you know, for the past year. And obviously last week that kind of exploded with more and more people learning for the first time that there was going to be a new version of Dune on screen. Uh, so that's very exciting. I think I might account for one or two of those 24 million views. Uh, <laughs> a couple of million uh, yourself. <laughs> Maybe. I like that. Um, so what? yeah, it's exciting. There's a lot of lot of new fans coming on board, I think, hopefully. Yeah, what I, what I also think is, you know, is Timothy Chalamet also. Come it's on. Like, it's cool. <laughs> It's he's Paul. Like, yeah, he is Paul, but I mean, he's also Timothy Chalamet. I mean, he is. I like, he is doing a new movie with like science fiction thing, like old book, and like you know, people just love that little guy. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what's going on. And I agree with Zenny when he said, like, in the one of the first, uh, like, the long one-hour, whatever interview that someone made him um uh, and he said like Timothy like just like grabs the camera and he's just like so charismatic you know and, and i think everyone loves him and like i think maybe more than half of those views are just like you know Timothy Chalamet is doing this which is yeah. great i mean but <laughs> also is like i think i think people can't stop watching it because it has so much i mean the, the trailer gives you so much already it's, it's just just this amount of art and like you you can see something big is going on and i don't know but it's the ultimate example of art imitating life and in the colbert interview actually um he mentioned that you know there's villeneuve mentioned that uh, it really is the time for this story because we have a literal i'm going to be very unfiltered and like liberally political unfilteredly we have a literal baron harkonnen leading like the fucking world essentially because of that no, you know man. the u.s world power thing he actually is baron harkonnen like right so <laughs> so uh, and he has cronies as well that are all pasty faced and everything um and uh, and also and uh, look i'm kind of flowing all over the place but because we will we will use this structure because that's important and and the the trailer editor ha has it owed to uh, he, she, or they, for, for like, because that trailer in and of itself is a is a work of art. I would say, especially with the Pink Floyd. Um, but I want to say, uh, just as you were talking about, they love that little guy. I mean, like Timothée, like he very strong, has that nobility. Definitely has what Denny mentions about the eyes of uh, yes. living living many lives. But also his face tapers a bit, uh, which is a very like mouse-like quality, like Madib, you know, right? Yeah. So so. 
absolutely perfectly cast. I mean, it is. It, there was no casting. It just was him. I think there wasn't even any other consideration. Is because Denny was like, here he is, you know. So. Yeah, I think I think that happens a lot with Denny because I don't know which who might heard. Uh, maybe it was Jake Gyllenhaal because at, he he made this incredible movie that's called Enemies. I don't know if you watch it, Albert. Prisoners, prisoners, yeah. prisoners. Um, and no, Enemy. That's oh. another one. Oh, another one. Enemy okay. is incredible. It's it's it's. Yeah, it's I mean, I, 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 yeah he's in yeah, two rows. Isn't he? He's kind of playing two parts, or the exactly. or two versions of the same person. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal says that Denny was like absolutely. He said, "You are the only. I mean, without you, I'm not doing this movie." And yeah. I think he has that too. Like, if he like can lose you inside of a project, I mean, yeah. how can you say no, right? That's right. Um, I will even say, actually, based off of that, is uh, the clip that uh, I think was it you, Mark, that you sent it to our Instagram chat, the um, yeah. Carlos Fuente, uh, the mm -hmm. um, on designing the worm. So yeah, and I could tell that between his designers, even there's a very strong kinship because I think uh, I I, I unab unashamedly take a very humanist angle on on the artistic and creative process, which is before talent, before anything like that, it, it begins on. The level of just being able to be human and like real with each other, um, mm -hmm. and uh, and I think just hearing that rapport that is so clear there between him and he's like you have to do it. It's like you found him, you found the navigator, you know, like like yeah. And so I will link that in the description definitely. But um, to give our extremely like I, I know each of us are like buzzing and 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 I don't think that buzz is gonna fade. Uh, um, I have so many questions for both of you about your plans for what you'll do and. Uh, I'm glad that you also mentioned and sort of pre-prepared us and the listeners for something which may very well happen, which is that it get, gets pushed. Um, but I do think, uh, uh, I, th I think it's going to stick around. I think, um, yeah, I, I have a good feeling that it's going to stick around. But anyway, let's bring it up, uh, the trailer. Um, and whenever, uh, like when I say like go, basically is when we'll press play, right? Okay. okay. And I will find some way in post editing to like make this appear uh, while we're scrubbing through, um, <laughs> which will be which will be nice for the vi for the viewers on YouTube and because I'm I'm OCD that way. So um, okay, so I mean to be honest, like I'm not even like okay. Do you have you guys are all on YouTube, right? Yeah, uh, I've got my own copy downloaded. <laughs> oh, you got your copy downloaded? Uh, fantastic, well done. Yes. Yeah, because you want to go four K. <laughs> I'm personally gonna go no volume, 0.25% speed. Oh, oh yes, listeners. If you just had a moment of being like, did he say 0.25% speed? I'm, yes, yes. 0.25, okay, yes, I'm, yes, I'm yes, in yes. it. Absolutely, because, um, and I wouldn't, I, um, like I, I produce close to 100 podcasts. Uh, I can say that less than half of them have material with creators behind that material that invest as much frame by frame uh, detail into each character design, casting choice, uh, art direction, um, cinematography as Denis does. Like his material very much rewards close viewing. I would never like try and on principle, like try and dissect like the Jackass trailer or something like, you know what I mean? Like 
just as a random example like uh, and we always must remember that with filmmaking we see it in accelerated time but the filmmaking process is very very slow uh where uh this trailer very likely went through at least like 20 30 versions different shots they were pitched to denny because denny has his fingerprints all over this trailer especially with the hodorowski uh tribute with with, with Floyd. um so so this isn't insane folks who are wondering like that's overkill going 0.25 it's a way for like the set designers the costume um artists uh the sound design well maybe not sound design because it'll be like like that it'll be all slow but it's a way to kind of give those very often unseen and underappreciated areas of the trailer and like the, the filmmaking process give them a bit of love too because um it's this amazing feeling which i want to throw it to mark actually uh in 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 certain instances with film and maybe in other mediums but there's there are moments when it and this isn't hyperbole or smoke blowing where it just feels like every possible person that was meant to make this in this exact moment has come together you know like gurney halleck is josh brolin you know yeah when i see stilgar like that tiredness like he's so tanned and like that 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 grizzled this like again javier Bardem is stilgar you know um, and by far and away, Rebecca Ferguson is Jessica. I, she is my favorite for, for who I want to see. So, um, yeah, we, even in the build of her, she she was looking amazing in, in that red dress, uh, that still that came out. So I wasn't really familiar with her. I'd, I'd seen Mission Impossible, but I'd kind of forgotten that that was her. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't quite sure of how she'd approach the role, but everything seen so far, she looks amazing. Just this, uh, like. Um, perfect equilibrium of like intellect and subtlety and power and like oh wow like cunning and primality and like but poise as well it's like i think denny doesn't so much hire humans for his roles as he has as i like to call it certain people are like universes in human form you know that's why when he was saying this about denny about seeing many worlds and, and like living many lives it's like i think he went through that with everyone including shout out to by the way das malakian for liking our posts Hi to <laughs> we will get Even you though we we're gonna <laughs> get you on the show right come on let's manifest it this guy he has to be the, he has to be our first guest or sharon duncan brewster who is officially canonically the first person to chime in with dune podcast on instagram so those kinds of meetings are only a Zoom call away in this modern era. I just got yeah. off a Zoom call with Daniel Basuti for God of War, who played Freya in that. So it is honestly just on their schedules, on whether or not they're up for it or want to. But that's very much in this, especially because we have that just that you go Dune movie, Instagram username wise, then you have Mark with Dune info, which is again. <laughs> And it just creates this almost like family network and then dune podcast so it's like we're just in that so that'll be really really good to uh, to speak with eventually i really believe we'll probably get everyone i think um yes for sure you, you can be even Cooper. yes i will i will I'll, I'll do i'll do what i can right so we are at 0 0.04 um i'm going audio audio less uh this is just the logos um i want to talk some sugar while i'm keeping it playing too legendary um who i don't know again uh this is a bit like how uh okay guess what folks and 
hopefully everyone like mowing their lawns and riding their bikes are like, oh my God, have we already paused? It's like, yes, we have already paused. 0 0.08 <laughs> seconds because I had this, this um, kind of um, uh, thing that I would say about JJ, which is that Star Trek for him was like his uh, audition reel for Star Wars, you know? <laughs> like in many ways, it's what got him that higher. And with Legendary, I can't help but fucking think that if you look at, so uh, 2013 was their big like monster movie, which was, you know, um, huge creatures, if you know what I'm getting at, like the Shai Hulud, like the, the sandworms. So you had the, the kaiju from Pacific Rim, and then you had the three MonsterVerse movies with these gigantic titanic creatures. I honestly think probably about four or five movies in with the legendary VFX team, like nailing it film after film, I think they are they were all of this was building up to really fucking nailing those sandworms <laughs> definitely you know what i mean uh, any riffs on just like legendary at all or is uh, emilia do you want to keep going am i going am i too much of an old man am i going too slow we, we've got the uh, universal black and white monsters and we've got the legendary gigantic monsters i guess yes yeah i love it and for those who sometimes enter this debate yes chai hulud does count as a kaiju it, <laughs> Clifford, Clifford the big, big red dog is a kaiju, so that settles the argument. Um, we are at 0 0.09 seconds. We have Timothée, the opening shot. Okay, so going in 0 0.25 speed. Clearly, obviously, setting-wise, he's on Arrakis. I think chronologically in the film, this is... Um, I think I see the, 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 the barest uh, in the top left corner. This is how going granular can be really helpful. That's either his hair or it was a door going up. So I think because he's raising his head up, this is that shot, which I think we're going to segue into of him um, stepping off, you know, in that moment. Um, you do. Go OK, so now I have to throw it to Emilio because I threw it to. Yeah, go. Oh, wow. I predicted it. Go, go, go. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that beginning exactly like the like dialogue of that part I, I feel two things first of all I think it's like one of the best encounters I don't know maybe maybe it's not with the spice and that's why and that's why he says uh, something's awakening in my mind something's happening to me you know and like set that tone at the beginning of the trailer like automatically got me like oh my god this is the thing because that's the I mean I I was I, I I kind of forgot when 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 I was expecting the trailer when I was like waiting for watching it like the whole mental change that Paul more the Paul is going through when he when he steps in Arrakis because of the spice. Right. So I mean he's he's been having some dreams before, but this is like his you know the spice is like a, a first thing that is like so powerful in him. And and and, open, and I want I want to back you up because opening a trailer, by the way, and I'm glad you brought up audio because I, you know you probably heard it. I might you might resoundingly be like Albert, we know, but be in the sound mix, buried in the sound mix at the very beginning. Is the Shai Hulud sound yeah. coming up from yeah. beneath the sand? You know, fucking yeah. incredible. And I just love how that circular, you know. I could go on about a Robberos, about like the circle resembling the eclipse, and believe me, you guys will have to fucking keep me on track because I am a, <laughs> I am an actual symbolist. Like I look into the symbols of things. So, 
hence the outlet of the podcast. But uh, George, this just this first shot, what because we are going shot for shot. So what did you think of this first shot? Sorry, did I say George? Mark? What the fuck? <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, start with Timothy, I guess. Timothy, yeah. uh, get all the fans interested. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> 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 Bill Moore's got to get the uh, the uh, young, you know, the young, the young, the young person demographic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, certainly seems to be uh, sand particles swirling around him, so, or, or spice perhaps. Um, so yeah, probably uh, him him on the desert, perhaps for the first time. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Okay. Pretty simple shot. We have a few very much more highly detailed shots. Okay. Zero point eleven. To all those granular scrub through lovers out there, if you're like squeezing your knees with happiness, like this is how slow we're going. The Chani <laughs> fucking vision. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> by the way, Mark, I swear a lot. Is that okay? <laughs> I hope you don't mind. All right? That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> feel free to do so yourself. And I never do it as a crutch. It's only because I can't fucking help it. Um, uh, so, yeah, so... You guys know about Jodorowsky's movies. You know about how films were made in the 70s. Know about Jodorowsky's movies. I'm like hurting my hands from how much I applauded you just now. Ah, spiritual warriors. There you go. That's it. Fuck yes. Yeah, buddy. Um. So, so for this one, it felt like a horror. This is a. Hodorowski shot like just just that it has this weirdly 70s quality to it I mean the Sun in, in the background she's got very kind of flowing clothes on obviously these are these are his visions um, another sense from what we get here is that she says Paul you know and that and I fully own the, the eye rolls I'm about to earn right now but the P sound drop like drop you in droplet caladan appears after that water yes. you know pull and then we see roughly if you brought up the timelines of this trailer it would like it would look like a shy hood it really would it would be like this thing of like because she says pull roughly at the same time near the end you know right so again like trailer craftsmanship is just so fucking intentional at least when it is Fast, Fast and the Furious 9, you won't get this fucking artistry. I'll tell you that right now. Um, for each of these shots, we're going to do a roundtable. I'll let the shot play on a few more milliseconds. Um, those are some incredible, um, well, is it that you used to call them bell bottoms, right? Because she's wearing bell bottoms. It's not a dress <laughs> that I can see at yeah. least. Um, 0 0.13 seconds. Right. So just that shot, we'll go around. Amelia, what did you think of that Chani shot? Uh, I like it. I mean, it's, I mean, in in a way, it's really surreal that a Fremen is just like that. Yeah, no, of course, uh, they wouldn't be out. That out loosely there. dressed on, on, but I love the fact that like that Paul is like Chani. Yeah. Like calling him to yes. his future, you know. Yeah. I love that. Come up, that that strength pulling him, mm -hmm. and I love how that uh, image like. Uh, evolves in the trailer like it's, it's actually it's the storytelling 
power of the trailer is so huge. I mean, yeah. any and it's pretty powerful, and I I really appreciate it. So, for me, it was it's incredible that these two guys that are like really young, and I think uh, one one of the great things that are happening with Dune is like this audience will be younger and younger people will will know this uh, this incredible story. So. Uh, I, I like the fact that the first thing that is happening is, and I think the the greatest part of the movie will be developing the relationship that Paul has with Channing, and um, I think it's a good, uh, you know, it, it's 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 a good path to you know to take the lines, you know, because he's growing up, he likes a girl, uh, you know, that he's a boy too, and I like that. Oh, that's great. All right, how about yourself, uh, Mark? I'm so sorry I called you George for some reason. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so um, immediately we've, we've got a, a slightly different color palette on this shot, um, which is a little bit reminiscent of the, uh, the orange used on Lynch's film for the uh, desert shots. Uh, but this is perhaps he's Paul's spice vision because we don't yep. see that same color or maybe it's just the the, the sun itself creating that shot yeah um, and we've also you know introducing Chani really early on is uh, probably a good idea and perhaps gives a, a suggestion of her importance in the story that's right um, if you're wondering where I've gone because you mentioned the orange palette I'm currently looking for my copy of uh, um, the Blade Runner art book. So bear wow. with me while I pick that up. Because that is super important because I kind of want to look through it uh, and at least have it in the background. Um, how, why do I keep my room so untidy, guys? That is <laughs> very unprofessional. Christopher Walken just vamping now. There we go. Okay, here we go. Fantastic. All right. I agree. I agree. And also a, a nice kind of slap in the face to anyone who's like, it's just going to be drab and, and just the one kind of color. It's like you fuck, you, you don't even fucking understand what's about to happen with this guy. Yeah. Like, look at the I mean, when I say the word palette, like itself, I think of Villeneuve. I think of Blade Runner 2049 and 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 and, you know, this I mean, I'll do OK. Story time, kids. Look at this man. Like, look at that. It's fucking gorgeous. That's what's ahead, right? So we have Caladan, which is this beautiful counterpoint um, cinematographically. I tried to say that in all in one go. Uh, <laughs> cinemato cinematographically, oh God. Yeah. And, and um, you know, Spice Visions, are you kidding me? That can go in any goddamn palette. You know what I mean? Jesus, okay, random. In the middle of this analysis, will we see a very brief flash of the Padishah Emperor in this freaking movie. Are we gonna, is it gonna be like how they did with, 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 you know, how Fellowship, they had a tiny, tiny glimpse of Gollum, right? And then, yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm glad. <laughs> I, I, I don't believe so. I think the, uh, as, a, as that interview um, about the creature design said, you know, they're trying to keep it simple, and that's perhaps one of the reasons why the, the, the Guild Navigator probably won't be shown in part one. And so any character that isn't really necessary for part one, so Irulan, uh, the Emperor, and even Fade, um, you know, yeah. doesn't play a big part in the book in part yeah. one, but his importance is really strong in part two, obviously. Yeah. And so by 
keeping characters to introduce into part two because we are going to lose some characters. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I think that's um, I think that's a very clever device rather than trying to front load dozens of characters who will be on screen for a few seconds you know, or one or two scenes won't do anything and people just won't know who they are or what their importance is. So maybe we will see visions of other characters. Okay. The, the, we will see, we will We will get a glimpse of someone, I'm pretty sure, but um, yeah, I, I think it's a very smart move to, to try and pare down the, the cast for part one. Hmm. Can I also- I agree, I mean, there's- Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Emilio. There's, there's so much thing to like, to develop with the characters that we have on the first part, I mean, Gurney Halleck, Duncan Idaho, uh, you know, all the all, all, all the Harkonnen side, you know, Peter de Vries, uh, I don't know, I mean, there's a lot of things going on and I, I appreciate actually that the Emperor Heart has like his, uh, you know, his main thing after our fight because it's, I mean, those are pretty strong characters too and, and, and I, th I think they uh, deserve uh, better you know a, a better position in, in the story. They have, they're just more space absolutely more space to yeah. kind of be introduced and, and be given their their due which is what he has mentioned and he and i love at the very tail end of the carlos interview which again it'll be in the description um he's like it'll i think he said something like it'll probably be three like he just said that you know <laughs> it's like, like and he's like because um then he said it'll be at least two which a lot of people are being like it'll be three and, and the reason and i just want to so two things first of all as i said i'm just getting so fucking excited so, <laughs> um as i said sometimes it can be a bit of the roll of the dice who, who knows what kind of like vibe mark would have and i just immediately could understand that this man does not mind us going this in depth is that right am i is that okay i, I don't think you can go too in depth for me <laughs> oh my god he just said that Oh my god, we are coming to England to hug you in 2022. You know that? Oh, you're the coolest. Um, okay, I'll just straight up say it. You're coming back for more episodes, right? <laughs> I'll be happy to. Hey, coming back. Mark is so, in. Welcome to the Dune Podcast hosts. That's who you are. You are now a Dune Podcast host, my friend. Okay, so that's one thing I wanted to say. Uh, the other thing, so I'm glad you guys are happy to go super granular, measured tangents, not too crazy as we go through this. But another huge thing that just immediately hit me as you guys both started speaking about this uh, and just the general feel, it really hit me what the cinematographer was saying about this feeling. And he's like, it'll be, it's really evoking the trilogy of the, the Lord of the Rings, you know, which, which I, devoured completely and i'll just put this out there and i'm hoping a lot of our listeners are sitting down but you you do know there will be a multi-disc making of this film right like just like they were okay it. yes it will happen i'm manifesting it um and i would love for dune just as peter jackson uh, it's not dune uh for Denis, just as Peter Jackson, he opens those special features saying, welcome everyone, you know, da 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 da. And he sort of says this whole thing, a huge process we went through and uh, you'll find these appendices. Like if they do, I'll have to break a window out of joy. If they fucking say that they're doing appendices or any whatever Herbert-esque word they want to use for these extra discs where it's going to be 
in-depth granular galleries and everything, you know, which is what they did for Fellowship. I basically all I want to say is I am fully it fully hit me as you guys were speaking that the, the excitement that I felt guys back in 2000 and early 2000s do you remember when you would get those the new DVD you got you had fellowship and then you put in the bonus disc and then in the bonus disc of fellowship you saw there was a little teaser for for, for um, two towers you know yeah and I have no doubt that there'll be something similar for or at least I'm, I'm, I'm very much hoping for that but then all, all I want to say is that Jesus like in this fucking Instagram everyone with like zero attention span age for a bunch of filmmakers to say we are eschewing all that we're just gonna we're really gonna just fully like key in and respect and like push everything else away all distractions away and Denny can I just say this he's not on Instagram <laughs> He's not on fucking Twitter. He is in outer space. Like, he is there, like, in Arrakis. Like, he's so present with what he's doing. And you'll see, if you re-watch the Steve Colbert stuff, all throughout, this is Denny, I'll do an impression. He's like... <laughs> he's completely zen. Like, he'll smile here and there when, like, you know, uh, the insanely charismatic Duncan Idaho, like Jason Momoa is like, Denny, I love you, I kiss you. And he's like, yes. he'll smile a bit, but then he's back to that Zen because, and what I read into that is that he knows that he's already prepping the second. And I think he already knows that it's gonna be that beautiful, it's like, oh, well, if you're saying this thing about kind of Tolkien, which, you know, Dune, they share some DNA and in fact, many, many reviews of Dune at the time were like, I've only seen this level of completely one for one. This isn't so much an invented world as it is someone went there. Someone actually said in their review, it's like, uh, Herbert has been to Arrakis and like breathed its air. And, and I feel yeah. all throughout when I was watching the special special features and special editions and, and following that 2001 to 2003 period for the Lord of the Rings was, I am, and they would say it regularly in the special features, is like, this isn't really us making a fantasy as much as it is just us doing, rec recreating history, you know? So, Emilio, like, it's not that they're going to be, they're basically jumping many millions of years ahead and filming this as though, like, that happened. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is that is a filmmaking approach where it does not like when I look at the intricacies of the sets and the costumes and 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 the sense of it, it feels more historical than fantastical. Is that right. something that you picked up on, Emilio? Yes. Uh, you know you know what I love about this take on Dune is well we we we'll watch it on the on the trailer, but um, that part when uh, Leto is on the graveyard of yeah. his father. And you know, and that Agamemnon or whatever Greek thing, and you can tell, you can feel that atmosphere of like history, you know, of old thing going on, and uh, all really like so I don't I don't know like solemnity, you know, nope. like Word. like this like like this happened, you know, this 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 is heavy. This has some density on it, and I, I feel I feel the same way about. Um, about uh, the Lord of the Rings. I mean, it, I, I mean, Tolkien grabs all these like mythologies and all these 
things about humanity that he and he just like creates another stuff and i think in a way dune can be like mythological even though it's the future but uh it has it, it, it has so many like timeless um yeah like so many things grabbed from humanity itself well we have the arab culture influence that is huge we have uh greek things we have like uh you know this all all, all this I, i'm sure that he read a lot of, a lot of Lao Tse and uh you know these people that have these thoughts about religion oh yeah islamic mysticism sufism zen buddhism absolutely yeah <laughs> it's like everything there yeah. and and i think that's why it's so powerful and that's why uh it, i mean i think dune is like landing in such a fertile land you know uh, oh those are my thoughts about it beautiful um uh, mark did you have any riffs on that or did you want to crack on I think we crack on. Crack on. Um <laughs> surprise twist I had one more thing I wanted to say with with that whole thing of um solemnity. I'm so glad you used that word because oh fuck am I fucking tired of Marvel? Am I fucking tired of this like everyone always has to be like tongue in cheek and like making puns. You fucking compare Fellowship of the Ring from 2001 with Ant-Man or whatever when in McKellen is 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 bearing them forth onto their onto their journey and warning them about how like Sauron's like servants will be watching you know and there's that there's that moment in the woods where and and like Howard Shaw building you know in, into this moment where he sort of fares them well and like you know trees that the spies and like that and like it was so like as you said like solemn you know and yeah. i just like i am so tired of conveyor belts like quick and easy let's be snappy let's be punny kind of filmmaking which is just this la- this this uh marker of of the social media age which is the pre-assumption that the audience is distracted with their phones so you need to say something uh you know garish right and fucking call me elitist call me whatever the fuck i'm just all i'm doing here is along with my friends my brothers Mark and Emilio like waving that flag for just like as Denise says mature, right? And yeah. timeless. And also they'll be fun. Look at D- Duncan like and look at like Samwise. Like there is levity, but levity doesn't have to spill into basically embarrassing levels of like over over levity and like overtly facile. You know, levity and 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 being overtly facile, you know, into that extreme. And Yeah, so I just wanted to build on that and and honor what you brought up there Emilio because I feel so like like it's like Denny has been like it's like it's okay. It's okay. Like <laughs> kind of comforting us and saying like you've been in this like 10 year space almost. Yes, basically 2008, right? With Iron Man like of just fuck like just this increasing ramping up level of like just smart ass kind of like yes there are some solemn moments yes there are some beautiful moments of course and if if like denny shared like an interview stage with like john favreau he would absolutely be like respectful and say that they nailed certain aspects but all throughout i like to also be someone who reads not just symbols in film but body language i just can tell that villeneuve is also finding an outlet for um just countering just tipping things back towards like no let let's not as you said like let's have this sense of 
um, which is what the, which is what the desert does. This is what Rebecca said. She says the desert it just makes you just zen out, and like the whole energy of this film is so rooted in that that idea of mellowness, of just centered, and and if 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 Dune were a film, it would be two calming hands being like, it's okay, let's bear you out of this crazy twenty twenty fucking craziness of a year, and like let's have a zen story about centering with yourself and like. Treating the planet better, having better leaders, and and all that. So, oh my goodness. So I just wanted to yeah, just add to that. Yeah. So you're not expecting one liners from Paul when he kills Jamis or anything like that. <laughs> no, yeah. I fucking. I, this is what I do to Mark right now. I do this. Okay, yeah, <laughs> right, with my remote control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to grab something next to you, Emilio. Do you have anything? Yeah. Control or something? Um, I, I have this. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll okay, this great knife here. Okay, like. Yeah. Okay. I'll. I'll clip this out and I'll add. The, I'll send this to you on Instagram. So like the Instagram. So just. Is it like that or is it like that? How do you start? So like that first. Okay. Like okay. That and then. One. Okay. And, and three, then. And then like that. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. I mean, Mark has a Chris knife, guys. Oh my god. Yeah. That is some level there. That's fucking rad. That's a real deal Chris knife right there. Oh my god. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> I got nothing. Wait a sec. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Don't you fucking laugh. <laughs> That's right. great. It's a, it's a letter opener from um, from Indonesia, I think. Yeah, from Bali. Good times. Um, but yeah, I'll clip that out and send that to you guys on Instagram. Let's crack on, folks. Also, what is everyone's time and availability? Because I also want to be conscious. I'm good for as pretty much as long as you need me. Okay, Emilio, you're good me to go. Too. Here's like 5.47 a.m. Let's I, fucking... I just woke up, so I'm like, whatever. Yeah, boy. Um, let's ride, as Emilio put it, that hypiness wave. Happiness and hype. Our next shot is again this fucking shot which feels like it's meta because I feel like I've seen this shot in my dreams itself. Like, because this is a dream, like, like there's that whole idea of the, like the lighting. I think, Mark, you're right there with that. This could be part of that dream or it could be cutting to a moment when Paul tells Chani about like, I've been seeing you in my dreams, you know? You guys mm. are across the novel, so please feel free to jump in and correct, but I'll let the shot play out. I think it's a very, very quick shot. Yeah, I can see her sort of just like, basically just, yep, yeah, touching his face. And so that's lovely. Um, and then let's count these two shots as one, which is just a lovely, lovely kiss. I think they have amazing chemistry, first of all. Um, yeah. And I think- Yeah, I mean, we've pretty much got as much relationship between Paul and Chaney in the trailer as we had in the Lynch film. <laughs> there you go, right? So, there you go, um, and I, I, I concur. So, uh, Emilio, the energy between Timote and Zendaya. What's your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I don't know. You know what? Every time I heard Zendaya talking about Dune and someone referring her in Dune, it's like she has a really short, you know, uh, uh, short period of shooting. Arwen. And uh, yeah, well, that's that's that that's the sensation I get every time uh, there's brought up in the conversation and yep. she also said that in an interview like I'm there really I'm not one of the main characters but um, I love first of all the casting uh, because 
most most of all because what what of Zendaya represents for young people now. Like he did this series called Euphoria, which is like you know a young girl growing up between you know drugs and uh, I don't know psychological things going on as a as when, when you're a teenager. So I love the fact that these two guys uh, were brought up together on this on this thing on this journey and. Uh, uh, and I think she's like fierce enough to embody Chani, which is like she, that Chani is a pretty badass girl. I mean, yeah, uh, she, she has a thing going on. She uh, is she's the daughter of Lied. I don't know if if I'm spoiling anything. I have to jump in. I have to add to you because when I when the, when the listeners are hearing you talk about this, just. Well, as you're hearing my friend Emilio speak, please have in your mind that shot, which is not in the trailer, it's in the Colbert footage of her. I'll try, like, this is her face, and without moving, she is just getting off that boulder, like, sliding off, like, totally, like, melded with the rock. Like, movement is just, like, right there, like, pure fremen soul, like, focused, you know? Yeah. And, and slow-mo as well, so I just wanted to back you up there. Yeah, and I think I think it's important to uh, like to understand that because what happens with Paul is he founds this, you know, he's been he has such a strong train training this Ben Ben uh, training yeah training, and he founds these people that I mean they have been trained since they born into this you know completely how to grow up planet in. And uh, so it's really interesting because I think Paul finds uh, this girl with this, uh, how do you say, like her like herons? Heritage. It's, yeah, like with, with this right, heritage. That's right. mm -hmm. She's the daughter of Liet and she has uh, that thing going on on her too. And uh, I think on the, on, on the Colbert interview, he says something like, to young people growing up with this uh, heritage, I don't know how to say that. Himself. That's cool heritage. You're nailing uh, it, man. Uh, and uh, I think I think it's really interesting. It's really interesting. I love the blue over blue eyes, which, which are like like there. I mean, it's in front of you, but it's not that you know that uh, like the adaptation of a series in the 2000s that was like kind of creepy Enough, a little bit yeah. i think i think david lynch nailed it slightly better um but well this, this chani i love her yeah, nails it uh mark just the energy uh either just chani herself specifically or also just with uh with timothy just seeing them that dynamic uh and what you feel has been captured well from the books yeah absolutely as i say you know in the lynch film you know, we've basically got one line of Paul and Chani's love grew, and that covers their entire relationship. Um, and so here, we, we they do seem to be focusing a little bit more on that. Uh, again, probably, which is good for the fans, uh, for the Timothy and Zendaya fans, um, but also perhaps gives an indication of what the story is going to be about, because June has got so many layers. You know, Peter Berg wanted to make it into an adventure film, which you could certainly pull that thread out of the novel, but that's probably not what most fans would want to see. And so you've got the politics, you've got religion, you've got a coming of age story. Uh, and so, you know, this focus seems to be, it, it is very much Paul coming of age, both as a, with his powers, but also from a boy to a man, 
Um, and so, yeah, it, it looks like it's it's going to be a, a an interesting relationship. For sure. And and um, what's what I'm also realizing is really really beneficial going through it at this at this analytical and um, exhaustive a pace is that even if we're just talking about we will we'll never only just talk about what's in the shot because then that'll just get boring we, we it's it's using each shot as a launching off platform and as listeners uh you're going through it with us if any of these shots like makes you think of something please write it into any of our accounts so we'll all be in the description dune info very easy to remember so it's for you uh emilio is it go for it rodriguez right emilio, emilio ruben rodriguez yes fantastic and, and then also dune podcast so as you're listening, that's the idea is, is, is uh, as you're going through this with us. And what I'll do is I'll take that opportunity to see if anyone did comment uh, on the post. Um, okay, well, you do have a comment. Uh, do, you think, do you think we're going to see a reference to Fade? And here's my casting choice for the Emperor, Kenneth Branagh, who was recently the villain in Tenet. So a random little question there from our good friend, Brosandi. Uh, what would you uh, like to reply? I'll, I'll throw it to uh, Mark first. Yeah, so uh, I think as we discussed earlier, I, I don't think we're going to be seeing characters that aren't crucial to the storyline, um, other than perhaps a, a, a glimpse or a suggestion of those characters. So I don't think we're going to see who's cast as Fade or as the Emperor in part one. Okay. Um, okay. Me neither. I don't think Fade's going to show up. I think we don't need him right now. Uh, for telling this part of the story but I was at the beginning with it when I thought he would be I wanted him to be Cody Fern because uh, I don't know if you guys know him I I don't know him that much but I've seen like this androgynous way of presenting him which can be uh, slightly like as he's portrayed in the book that he's um, like slightly um, like seductive but I don't know if I, it's gonna be I, I don't think so I don't I don't need him yeah. <laughs> I mean we have the Beast Raven already with Dave Bautista and we have uh, Stellan Skarsgård oh my god I think that's that, that, that's all the Harkonnen we need for now and I'm okay <laughs> with it uh, maybe maybe they can show him I think there was this rumor that he that was like this actor that he was like a, I don't know, like a sport player or something, but uh, that like they put it on the IMDB or something, it was like uploaded somewhere and then it automatically was taken out. But okay. We don't know. Okay, okay, okay. And while we're at it, we also have Adye IGHT. If you could cast anyone as Fade uh, Rautha for the second half of the movie Dune, uh, who would it be? Um, let's see. I need to throw it to you because you're both familiar more with the, uh, the description in the book, which I dare say Sting didn't quite really hit. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you wore those underpants well, but... Uh... Okay. Um, well, yeah, so there was a... Sorry, go ahead. No, please, you do. Uh, well, I, there was a suggestion I saw on uh, Twitter a while ago, which is the guy from Mr. Robot, uh, Rami Malek, is it? Rami Malek, Stade uh, Rafa. Wow. Who was wow. in Bohemian uh, Rhapsody as well. And uh, I think that could be an interesting choice. He's got a very interesting face, very powerful presence. Um, like to see him squaring off against uh, Timothy. 
they would be really well matched. I just want to sort of. It's yeah. really interesting what you're saying, Mark. That's a, that's a really. It wasn't my idea. I just, uh, someone else mentioned it, as I say, and uh, I, I thought that was a really, really spot on bit of casting, or potential oh, yeah. casting role. Well, I have two. I have two options. First was Cody Fern because uh, I don't know. I I thought that that make it, but uh, then. I I'm, I'm a lot of, in like a Dune fan groups on Facebook and on on Instagram. I'm, I'm like I'm on there all the time. And one girl that is, she's like really accurate all the time. She said uh, one of the Stellan Skarsgård songs, which is Bill Skarsgård, oh. that would be incredible. That would be incredible because he's like he's like he has that Harkonnen thing of his father of course of his father <laughs> oh yeah and uh i thought it, it might work oh but i again, have to i i have to just caution because of i don't know if uh, lynch played it up more than it is in the books but there is that would be weird for stellan to kind of crack on to his own son casting wise <laughs> if there's any of that is that how present is that in the book um you guys are uh, with the with the, the baron's advances on fade Go for it. Um, I, well, no. yeah, I don't. Um, I don't recall it being quite as strong as the the Lynch film. Uh, I mean, certainly there's a in the novel uh, the Baron is talking about a slave that's got the same eyes as Paul, uh, which is a, a bit creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I could be mistaken, but I don't think it's quite as strong in the novel as it is in the film about is uh, the Baron's lust for his own nephew. Right. There you go, and so there you go. That frees both of what you were, what you each very strong suggestions. Uh, frees that frees that both up um, to contribute. Um, uh, so we're, we're talking. Yeah, Rami is almost the 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 one that runs away with it. Honestly, like that's very inspired, and it's when there's a suggestion that good, it's hard to think of anything else. You know, it's, <laughs> well, you've just you've just nailed it. Um, but uh, if they wanted to go kind of weird and like you could go Taron Egerton because uh, he could have, I don't know if they're going to do all the Harkonnens bold, but I think a Taron Egerton, aka Rocketman, aka, um, you know, uh, the King's Man or, or Kingsman, I think uh, he would like with bald, with a bald head and like done, all, done up like, like Fade, I think uh, if they decide to go with this thing of, of Every, all the Harkonnens being bald, which I that is not in the books or specifically mentioned in the book. So he's working with that that um, vagueness in uh, Herbert's words, right, to be able to get away with the the bald Harkonnens. Is that correct, guys? Uh, yeah. So in the novel, the the Harkonnens are one of their traits is the ginger hair. Okay. Uh, which plays into uh, a hint of other characters as well. Uh, but I think what they've said in the Gady Prime world is so polluted. Um, that the Harkonnens have evolved a little bit or right. mutated to be very pale because there's no sunlight and all the hair is, uh, or at least the, the board. I'm not sure about all the hair. Okay. It's, inter it's, it's, it's interesting how they highlighted that because of the environmental uh, speech the movie wants to wants to approach to. Um, and uh, I, for me, it's a thumbs up, but I kind of, I, I think it's important to fight. I don't know how do you guys pronounce fight. I, I, I do it that way. Fight, uh, fight, feel good. Uh, to be, I mean, both people can be attractive, 
but I think Faid needs to have that thing that you know he's he's he, he's a Harkonnen that he that can be uh, you know married or like alluring in a way like okay this guy it's mean but he's hot you know yeah um, <clears throat> yeah and 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 Masley because I think one of the one of the most most important scenes is like you know Faid is this like big buffy guy uh, and uh buff guy i'm sorry and, and paul is this like skinny you know uh, and I, i i i like that contrast dane dane dehan could have a really dark moment with it i think which is he did valerian which didn't pan out so well he usually stays pretty lean in his kind of physicality but i wonder if a really you know because sometimes like for example i think johnny depp he took on um Uh, you know Grindelwald because I think he was feeling a bit kind of in that sort of dark space and in, 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 in himself confronting some stuff and I think that fed really well in terms of like oh the time was right for me to play this role I wonder if um, yeah I, I keep thinking uh, if they are going to do the whole shaved hair thing that are like a Dane DeHaan would be interesting with that I think um, but yeah interesting um, let us crack on my friends uh, we have 18 seconds into this three minute and four second trailer i'm gonna get come on this is gonna i think maybe let's let's make it a trilogy at least or at least but there is no time limit guys we have a lot of we have quite a few months yet to go uh yeah. so i think it'll be it'll be a, it'll be a good time and lots of wonderful tangents to go in uh to to use this as platforms for so one of my favorite shots of the whole trailer is is her saying paul Um, and and I love that at all times she's depicted as being higher, you know. And this isn't some white knighty thing. I just think the feminine is is in that space of uh, it, literal space. Like, and I broke this down with Hassan and, and Emilio last episode. Is that if we're talking the binary, uh, ones definitely the masculine, the zero, like this, like form and void, the the zero that encapsulates the universe, like that's the feminine, um, and. Uh, With 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 the uh, with the idea that like and the eclipse as well is is up high so there's this idea of all these celestial bodies which we've you know we look up to like the feminine and we like we exalt it and stuff and and there's this this sense of always this deference of of Paul to that feminine which is what the Bene Gesserit represent and the Bene Gesserit are the overlords they are up high watching everything seeing everything all the machinations and the movements. Which is in that sort of shadow government way, but then symbolically, in in terms of psychology and anthropology here on Earth, and just in terms of just the isness of it, is that uh, I've, I talked about this on the last episode, which is um, um, the, it makes perfect sense for that uh, to be the case with the Bene Gesserit because there are there are just predispositions, I think, genetically where it's like yeah just genetically like men grow bigger muscles but like it, it, w w with that same logic genetically like just like the feminine across all instances all measurable observable demonstrable instances of, of female leadership it's just better it's just objectively better than than male men because they are their energy is circular it is it is to scan around and to so i love i love how much There's that priority and that deference to the feminine throughout, and I wonder: Are the Shaihulud ever referred to as female? By the way, in the uh, 
in the uh, No, the, the male, they are the grandfather of the desert. The grandfather of the desert, love it, love it. And I, what I, okay, this is my last little tail off of, with uh, this, I alluded to this in our instant, in our messages, but uh, if you look at the mural uh, of the Shai Hulud, it is this, what, Emilio, fuck, I want that mural so bad, and I know Mark is gonna have that fucking, you oh see that God. strip, you see that strip above Mark, in Mark's room, he's gonna have the Shai Hulud mural right, right, right yeah. there. <laughs> Absolutely. Right there. Also, your entire room is so Villeneuve with like its angle. It looks very brutal and fantastic. Yeah. Um, but just to tail it off is, um, is, uh, so the Shahulud uh, like physically and like anatomically is just, it's a shaft. It's, it's, it's very masculine, you know, uh, in terms of symbolism, but at the fucking front of that. And I love this is the overwhelming, like it literally radiates out in that mural. It's the feminine, it's the circle. And so it's the feminine leading the masculine, you know, and that feminine awakening for Paul, you know, with with uh, is this? Are you guys getting uh, anything out of my symbolic kind of rantings and ramblings? Yeah, I also yeah. think I also thought about that circular stuff gro growing out of the of the worm as like like the divinity kind of thing, like yeah. what saints has on their yes, like, that's right, like like thing you know glowing out of it yeah and I thought like it could... i'm sorry it's like a halo yeah oh. <laughs> exactly it's My like God. a halo exactly the green knight uh, with the tail looking forward to it but i i i i also i i like what word you're saying albert because uh you can tell because of the artwork and of the actual worm that is like a you know this uh space inside of the warm you know yeah it's pretty phallic we know it yeah shai hulud is masculine but also it has like that like and i love at, at the end of the trailer how it breathes you know yeah it breathes. Like it's breathing like it's like yeah. I, I love it i it love it opens out like the, the masculine opens out into the feminine which is which is what, like, in terms of the plot of Dune, it is this idea of, like, that melding of the two with Paul. And I love also the eye imagery, which is, you know, if I if we talk about this naturally occurring circle, again, feminine shapes, is we, we ascribe to the feminine perceptiveness, the ability for, like, you know, and the, the idea of the feminine uh, multitasking and, like, having that ability to have the head on a swivel and, like, manage all the resources and, like, the different things happening in the family and in the group and this is in in nature nature as well with like certain matriarchal kind of uh, species like lemurs for example like like that that whole like and so that what i love is that it is this phallic arguably mindless eyeless creature ending culminating in like the most divine beautiful ancient you know, rever like like uh, oh, yeah, religious definitely evoking that kind of energy, but yeah, overpoweringly like universal kind of um, eye imagery, like the god eye, the eye of God, all of that is just and in that feminine yes. sense, beautiful. Um, and, well, and also, and his water. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Go for it. Now. And because the worm is related to the spice, um, then the spice gives you visions. So the eye itself is, you know, it's. <laughs> You fucking nailed it, Mark. You nailed it. Yeah. Both of you have with all of your comments, seriously. This is so additive. This is so, to anyone who's like, me doing this like, pre-viewing of Villeneuve's Dune 
intensive symbolic analysis course like this makes me think of like going into maybe a field of study or whatever where it's like just by virtue of having of having spent this time immersed and sort of marinating and coming at this stuff with all different angles like there is no way that people who follow this definitely this sub-series of going through this teaser however many episodes it'll be but then going into the Colbert analysis and stuff and if there's more material we'll be looking at that but there is absolutely objectively no way that you can go into Villeneuve's Dune uh, in a way that you're not more enhanced by sitting with the material as much as we're doing now in, in this kind of granular way like um and I do definitely recommend like even after this recording like to all the listeners like dive into your own like theories speculations because and then you know putting symbolic stuff together because again the idea is like when you're sitting you're not just coming at it from that pure just entertainment point of view it's like you've stewed in it and you're bringing you'll have a moment in the movie where you'll be like oh yeah Emilio said that oh my god the thing that Mark said boom like it's coming true you know so it really is additive and I honestly couldn't hope to have found better and more qualified and amazing analysts dune scholars than the two of you oh my goodness so sh shout out to Hassan Wake when we can get him back as well um last thing I'll say about this shot is uh you know the feminine uh the sun as you said behind her and the sun of that imagery you know the um there's a lot of sun sun image like you know Paul being the sun and the eclipse and all that as well happening she's also eclipsing the sun herself you know the moon and and uh chandini uh in in in, in uh indian in hindu means moon so chani chandini so wow. she, she eclipsing the sun literally with her with her head in front of the sun um and then also because she's eclipsing the sun when you're standing in front of someone in front of the sun you're actually you, the shadow moves over your face of that person because you know and so she's literally eclipsing the sun and also Paul the sun, you know? So, yeah, that's where we're going, folks. Um, <laughs> so he immediately wakes up. And what do we have here? It's the Atreides quarters. I'm going to hand this shot entirely to Emilio and then we'll hand it to to Mark as well. What were your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this is Caladan because on the oh, book. Oh, okay. Yeah. But but I but I get the storytelling on the trailer and you and makes you think that it, this is in Canada because why would they have uh, fishes on on Arrakis? But uh, actually in the book um, there is this uh, scene when where Paul wakes up. I mean he Yui gives him some something to sleep because they're like in the thing of moving into Arrakin, and it clearly said that are uh, some fishes like carved in the in the in the bed like yeah so okay yeah, all right that, that how takes dare me, you how dare me. you break my immersion i'm kidding i'm kidding it's all but, good but but i get it i get it. I, it and it makes sense of course and because one of the first things of the book is like he's sleeping and then comes gaius helen mohim and you know just like he's like oh you little thing you you yeah. are awake and so among the animals, like it's it's him with animals around him. So that presages the scene later is like, are you just an animal? You know, like exactly. It's pretty, pretty interesting. The, the like the use of animals, you know, of well, well, all the time on on stories, on fables, you know, on on short tales, the animals are pretty important. But what it's really interesting that it, this is in Araki. So Arakin is this really like wealthy place you know like where when they can 
you know, show off, like, you know, we can have fishes here if we want. Uh, and he's sleeping on that bed, like on that dream of the water planet. Ah, I like it. Not quite ready to be, to fully take on that mantle, like dreaming of home almost, I suppose. Amar? Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, I agree with Emilio. Yeah, this is almost certainly uh, on a rackis. Uh, the book describes that the, the headboard has got leaping fish carved into it, and it's designed really to entice Paul to choose that room as his bedroom, uh, which is an important plot point uh, in the story, that, that headboard particularly. We can see the brutalist architecture with the straight lines. Uh, when we get to some of the later Caladan shots, we can see that the doorways on Caladan are all circular, almost hobbit, yeah. at least the frame. A, a circular softer uh, and, lots of curves yeah. you know water. yeah yeah water yeah uh, and at the foot of his bed you can see some sort of device um maybe that's his communicator shield that goes on his wrist uh maybe he's forgotten to charge his iphone i'm not sure what's quite <laughs> what's going on there um, um yeah so okay i agree right. that's arrakis that, that's, yeah, definitely Arrakis, and thank you for both correcting me. Uh, and when you were talking about, because again, I take that symbolic angle is uh, with Caladan, softer even, the sea of Caladan looks, you know, has that soft kind of quality. Arrakis, like straight, kind of very, again, if you was thinking on those levels. Um, I also find this, by the way, if people are being like, okay, you're you're reading a lot into it. I said this during my, de my 76 episodes of Analyzing Death Stranding. I said this because <laughs> Analysis is, even if not intended by the author, is is worthwhile unto itself because you're stretching these, uh, you're kind of working those analytical, um, symbolic analysis muscles. Uh, and also there is such a thing, that number one. Number two, there is such a thing as unconscious intent, which is uh, that if you know, Belnuve, if we were to have him on the show later and say, by the way, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about how you structured that trailer. And like my thing, for example, is having trout this early, sorry, having fish imagery this early, knowing that the sandworms, that's like their life cycle begins with that trout. It's like, he's at the beginning of his life cycle. So did you intend that? And I wonder if like, like bouncing that off with, he would probably be like, wasn't intending that, but that was an unconscious intent where I was framing him that way or whatever, you know, to have that illusion. So, um, and yeah, so yeah. And so I just wanted to kind of give a disclaimer. It's like, you could be, Albert, you could be going into analysis that goes beyond the author's intent. There's a blanket policy with me, which is like analysis of, analysis of any depth, as long as it is additive and intriguing and generates excitement and also deepens appreciation is worthwhile unto itself, even if there was no like direct author intent. Speaking of which, Arrakis, full of angles, full of the phallic, full of the very straight, which is because it's just Shai Hulud central, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. right? And so then that, and, and very harsh, very direct, again, the masculine, whereas Kaladin is the feminine. And I love that shift from the feminine, essentially Caladan, to the masculine, and then basically back to the feminine, uh, with how um, you know he embraces the fremen, which also phonetically fremen feminine. You know, beautiful. Um, let us press on. So twenty seconds in, uh, we are looking at a fucking stunning, incredible shot that makes me want to tear up. <laughs> oh my god. We'll throw this one to Mark. What did you think of this shot, my friend? Uh, yeah, pretty pretty powerful going from a 
a little bedroom, quiet bedroom to uh, the complete destruction of uh, Arrakis, uh, or Arakeen rather. <laughs> mm, that's right. And uh, oh, the, the colour palette is perhaps a little bit similar to um, one of his early films, Incendies, is it? Um, mm -hmm. Which is 10 years old uh, this week, I believe. Happy um, <laughs> this sort of pet this uh, happy birthday Villeneuve. <laughs> uh, we can see some sort of um, ship uh, up in the, the top right. Um, not sure if that's a guild highliner or a Harkonnen dropship or, or what's going on there. Mm. And, and also one behind uh, Paul as well. But yeah, the, the Harkonnens aren't uh, taking any prisoners on this <laughs> scene, are they? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Throw it to you, Emilio. This scene was pretty polemic in some uh, Facebook groups because here's where it says there, there's a crusade. Oh, come on. As yeah. if people I'm gonna... bringing it in. I'm bringing it in. Okay, you can. It's fine. They mean the same <laughs> word and just like get over it. Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? I actually like the word crusade because yeah. I mean, crusade is is a is a Western thing. Yeah. You know, uh, from some and this is a movie for the Western, you know, universe. You know, Taking right? the East, but written from a Western perspective, so it's an acknowledgement of that. You know. Yeah. So it's it's pretty interesting that we are actually questioning the crusades instead of the jihads because that I mean, uh, but actually in the book the two words come up. There are. There is a jihad and there is a crusade too, so it doesn't matter. But I, but I really wanted to highlight it. Okay, all right. It, it, it was, Stirring a little was, bit. Yeah, and uh, I love this. I mean, they're like on their pajamas, on their PJs, <laughs> and with the bag, like running out of Arakin, like trying to survive. Like what? Maybe they just had I a really, it. really hectic party, and they're like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, it's like what? What just happened? Yeah. Uh, so I I love it, and it's so strong. Like this is yeah. one like the fourth frame, fifth, fifth frame. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's incredible. Absolutely. Um, I want to point out also very very uh, far in the distance, you can see two little specks, which I think are absolutely thopters, um, because just just for, because of the size compared to that vessel. Uh, it is intriguing, I definitely will say that. And I believe um, because of just the way that that um, mountain is structured, like, like it's, it definitely seems as though it wouldn't just be... It, you guys can actually um, inform me and also the listeners who haven't engaged with the book as much, is the, you know, that... Would that be like a mountain range or would that be like a, like a castle almost? Like an... what would you say? It could be the shield wall. Because yeah. Arakeen is protected from the desert and from the worms yeah. by a, a natural shield wall. So it could be that that's what we're seeing there. Okay, beautiful. Yes, I agree. All right, well, we can mosey on to the next one. And guys, we made so much progress. We're an hour and 20 minutes and we've got 26 seconds. <laughs> Incredibly worthwhile topics we've dived into, so I, I don't regret it at all. Ay, 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 ay. I'm sure a lot of people had a very Emilio like moment with this shot. Okay, Emilio, take me to the moment you saw this shot. Go! <laughs> okay, so uh, we had a couple of hints before the trailer of these, uh, of these moments. So oh, yeah. we were, what, what I love is that first, like, full 
open frame up there in Caliban and uh, and the Reverend Mother sitting on a small chair, you know, with the, with the whole thing and him in the middle of the room. And uh, you know what? I love everything about this part because it's like it's like the, the conductive thing of the first part of the trailer. Yeah. And uh, you know what is impressive? Timothy Chalamet. I mean, like th that, that first thing that, you know, the first question, you often see things in your dreams that it happens in reality. I don't know what's the yeah. question, but he's like, he doesn't want to answer and he yeah. said like, yes. Okay, hold yeah. on a minute, hold on a minute. Let me back you up because Mark, did you pick up on this? And my fiance also, she said, she said, when Timothy says it, he goes, yes. Like he's, he's like, he's forced to speak, right? And that is one of the Bene Gesserit's powers to force you to speak, right? Um, yes. So they've got the voice which um, can make you do do things. So whether or not it's... We've, we haven't heard any audio suggestions of the voice in the trailer. They could be saving yeah. that. Uh, maybe they're still working on it. Um, perhaps Paul has just been... Um, in the book, when Paul meets the Reverend Mother, he's a little bit arrogant to her at first because you know, he's he's a Duke's son and here's some random woman giving him orders and giving his mother orders. So it could be just, you know, Paul being a, a teenage lad, maybe. Okay. Um, or, or as I say, it, it could be a forced confession from the voice. It's, it's not really sure at the moment. Mm. Yeah, what, I, what, it, what what is really interesting is that he speaks about his dreams after the test. In the yeah. book. So he might be just like after the shock of the test. Right. So he's just like in pain or something still, or like, you know, That's shocked. True. Yeah. Uh, so, but either way, uh, it's incredible. I love like the, the, the um, my God, the clothing and <laughs> his look and uh, that space. I mean, and just like to think those were like real sets yeah and uh, i know you know and be and being and being danny villeneuve you know that he's like the uh, like a really hardcore fan too like you know drawing some screen uh, shots with yeah. his friend when he was 14 years old and you know being there on the room with the reverend mother well, it would be fucking trippy. It'd be it's such an iconic scene, and yeah. honestly, and I, I actually want to get because Danica, who did the uh, Dune Club, she's very, very like extremely erudite uh, Dune scholar like yourselves. She's done the, the Dune. She's doing Children of Dune now. Um, it would be good to have her because she she um uh, to have her on the show because. Uh, when she is breaking down the book, she does lean into talking about like that because she's you know the feminine like it's very readily she's a strong woman so she recognizes and 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 highlights and celebrates those strong figures there and they are by far and away the you know Charlotte Rampling, Jesus fucking crook. and she was gonna be in the Hodorowsky one you know like we we all know this uh, uh, Mark do you want to take it away with that fact. Yeah, sure. So, um, Jorowski wanted her to play uh, Jessica originally, uh, back in the mid-70s, and um, he sent her the script, uh, uh, the first draft of the script, and in that uh, draft, um, there's a scene where Raban is leaving the Arakeen Palace, 
and decides to leave a gift of moisture for the Atreides. <laughs> so he orders in 2,000, so all the Harkonnen soldiers, 2,000 of them, into the Great Hall, Astel orders them to drop the trousers and defecate in the room, uh, and the last one who won't, he's going to kill. Um, and so Charlotte Rampling read that script and went, <laughs> I can't be in a film <laughs> with that scene in. And that scene seemed to have been removed in later scripts and in the Mobius storyboards. That doesn't seem to exist anymore. And, and um, Herbert, wouldn't have touched, Herbert would not have touched that at all, right? Like, that's not Herbert at all. No. But, yeah, that's certainly in uh, an early draft of Jodorowsky's Dune. Okay. Well, I want to say this. Uh, Jodorowsky, love you to bits. Um, I want to say this. I think the... It, I love the Holy Mountain, where he plays with that a bit, which is the idea of like, you know, defecation and gold. They're one and the same. Alchemy, like I, that's a fucking, it's a masterpiece of a film. But I think for this, uh, um, I still maintain, and, and Hodorowski, for whatever reason, maybe someone passes this show on to you. I just want to directly say I wholeheartedly, like all-encompassingly, universally cherish your craft and your way that you... Um, you recognize the, the the potential of filmmaking and i know you you saw the trailer just to kind of give listeners some background he saw the trailer Villeneuve's trailer he said it was well done but uh, um i think he said it was uh, like a bit standard like a bit expected and uh he says he loves Villeneuve, but he sees this as as industrial filmmaking and all i have to say is that a lot of these scenes were you know set on arrakis with a lot of that kind of that palette there and we know the extravagant multicolored vision that Jodorowsky had for his for his dune and all i want to say is just like the taco girl said why not both like i want <laughs> desperately i desperately want Jodorowsky to to direct a animated adaptation fully approved uh by legendary incorporated even within the law maybe as like an extended vision of paul where he has this giant you know, spice vision, which is, Hodorowsky would love that. Is like, oh, are you saying that my version of Dune is like a dream of Paul's, where he dreams my Dune? You know, Timothy Chalamet's Paul dreams my entirety of Dune as it plays out as I had originally envisioned it in that giant book which he developed. You know, the unfilmed film, and for Legendary to do that and just give him a twelve-part animated series where each episode similar to how they did i think it was like love sex and robots they did an anthology series where each section is animated by a different animator it is fucking the guy's still with us this majestically incredibly talented guy i'm literally directly speaking to like legendary hq here like fucking make it happen like hbo max anthology series directed by jodorowsky he gets to have his moment of maybe be, if it gets to this point like being in tears grateful that because he had made peace with him never making it that way in Jodorowsky's Dune he says like someone can do it it's right here animate mm -hmm. it and like I would love that fucking press release saying like we're gonna do it Dune <laughs> has taken up its mantle as I wrote in one of my journals about not only a beautiful not only return to respecting but reverence towards mystical uh islamic uh beliefs and like tenets that have gone on to inform so many beautiful like sufism for example 
you know, such a wonderful uh, um, basis, which I'm sure Jodorowsky looked into and why he was drawn to Dune, because he didn't really fully read it. He just, he liked the spiritual beliefs and stuff around it, but he didn't read the book itself. Like for- He, he did read the book. He did? Yeah. They, oh, the, um, that's good. Yeah, so um, although the the documentary, Jodorowsky says, you know, he, he, he chose the, the, uh, the topic, the book to film when he hadn't read it, he does say in other interviews, you know, he went out and, and bought the book. And right. in, in one version of events, he says he's um, he's pacing outside a, a bookshop waiting for it to open in the same way that a, a drunk waits outside the off license waiting for it to open. That's and he said he ran in the book, went home and read it in one sitting, he, he claims. Excellent. But uh, he certainly read the, the book eventually. Thank you. Thank you for that correction. Amazing. Um, and all I want to say is, is, is is, as I said, like, and I and I mentioned this in my article, which I'll find some. I'm rebuilding my website now, but it basically the headline is returning respect and reverence to uh, like beautiful, timeless Islamic mysticism and, and 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 spirituality, which, if you really dive into it, unclouded by any prejudgments, is just the most like even beyond even beyond Zen, beyond Buddhism, beyond Hinduism. Like I resonate so deeply with with those. Uh, tenets just and all of it is just back towards just this sense of existing with the natural world balance all these beautiful beautiful aspects and what i would love is for villeneuve's dune and the fucking fact that it is it has surpassed the batman as i mentioned that idea of very similar i'm actually gonna fucking i'm gonna fucking say it right now absolutely crosses the billion by fucking far and will by by fucking far give Avengers Endgame a run for its money. I really, I, I, I'm gonna say it here, at the risk of whatever, just come at me. Like, feel free to at me about that. Because I say this because back in 2009 when Avatar happened, there was a sense of subconsciously people not only wanted the spectacle, they wanted that escapism. And holy fuck, are you telling, like 2020 is the, the year to want escapism from? And with it being set in, in in December and whatever, if it ends up being March or whatever, there will be such a, like the, the energy that pushed people to want to go to Avatar, which was the, the 3D thing, uh, it will be, Dune's version of that will be the idea of having spent almost 12 months like cooped up indoors and wanting to see something transformative and beautiful and absolutely like different from all the kind of conveyor belt filmmaking. So it'll have that push. A good chunk of it, I will give it to Timote. He will carry a lot of that, absolutely. Like, I don't I don't disagree. He's a very, I'm as straight as a country word, but that's a handsome boy, I'll tell you right now. Uh, and then you'll have the fucking, okay, well, I can't even, like, we haven't even talked about it, but the ensemble, I have never seen the concept of an ensemble cast more perfectly epitomized than in the casting of Dune. So you're gonna have the Marvel crowd who are showing up for Bautista. You're gonna have the DC crowd showing up for Momoa. This fucking thing, like the fucking more of the Shai Hulud could, could really fucking bring so many kind of tribes of, of you know, art and entertainment appreciation. Yeah, what, what you're saying is pretty important because I have, it was, was pretty clever, I have a really, strong different position from the Holodowski that you have, Albert. Okay. Because, okay. Because I think that was that was a clever and important thing to do. I mean you can tell you the important thing is telling a story. And if you don't have 
like the paths of doing that that you're not doing it properly and you know i i grew up watching Hodorowsky's movie you know la montaña sagrada el topo fando y Liz. those are like main important movies like for the spanish speaking universe you know Hodorowsky is like a when I, since i was young I, he was like oh my god that's incredible and when i found that and that's what happens with with his dune he went to over everything i mean over, over the, top? the top in everything and he couldn't just like you know make that thing happen so for me all these things that he's saying about you know the Denis Villeneuve and the industry movies versus the author cinema I mean it, there is an expression in Spanish that is that you're bleeding from your wound and yeah. I think that's I think that's what's happening with Hodorowsky because of course you can have a real huge industry movie big Hollywood movie that actually tells you something in a really personal intimate way and Denny has done that I mean we saw the Blade Runner 2049 I don't care if that makes money or not because I'm not a you know that's true I don't, I don't take the accountability on Hollywood I don't care Okay, okay, uh, Emilio, I mean, you literally just dropped a mic because listeners, literally, like, that is that is all the proof you need to sh to show that Villeneuve, if you loved while watching Hodorowsky's Dune, that concept of someone who just wanted to make his pure vision, like, Villeneuve has provably done that. Like I said, with JJ doing the tree, the trailer of Star Trek, like the Star Wars, you know, and Legendary, all the big giant monster movies to do the Shai Hulud right I think Blade Runner 2049 in some ways does very much feel like like a an audition not not taking away from that fucking magnificent film which I love like so much like you look like a good Joe like so many iconic moments right but it feels that way and I okay I will respectfully respect your view Emilio uh, I just fucking love Hodorowsky. I would love, I would, I would love him to direct this animated thing. I, I love Hodorowsky. Okay. I love him. Okay. I love his work. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you cannot say like, you know, this just like basic movie. Don't even look, yeah, no, that that like I don't agree with. Thing. That I, I completely. Yeah, it's like, okay. mm, sir, yeah. please sit down. Please yeah. sit down. Right <laughs> oh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I think you know what? I think he would lead off of what. You, both of us have said, and I'm going to throw it to Mark now about it as well, uh, where I think, especially after seeing the full film himself, which he hasn't, uh, that he would uh, maybe shift his mind a bit because he, he's not ready for to see a fellow auteur because Villeneuve is of an auteur. Uh, so I think uh, it'll be good to chime in with uh, Master Hodorowsky after he's seen the film for sure. Uh, Mark, your thoughts on our kind of quasi-concept of Hodorowsky stepping into Legendary's Dune and like jumping into doing the separate but integrated animated uh, series. You know, Star Wars, it gets all of its animated freaking things. Like, why not? What, what do you reckon? Um, I'd, I'd love to see it. I just don't think that the Herbert estate would be interested in, in doing that. Uh, that. That would be the one roadblock, I think, because Jodorowsky's Dune, uh, you know, Leto gets dismembered um, <laughs> yeah, I know. in that film uh i don't think that would be in line with you know the look and the 
the topic of Dune. That's the dream. The... That's what I argue. I'll push back. Imagine if the whole thing was like Paul literally took too much spice. Like one, maybe this is the end yeah. of, of Jodorowsky's Dune. Like seeing his father like ripped apart or whatever. Like that is very much dream material. Like spice, like spice overdose dream material, or even Water of Life kind of level of visions and weirdness. So. Yep. Does that fit within it, or do you think Herbert would? Yeah, I think that's a very salient point. The Herbert would state, even if like they came at it from the idea of it being like a dream, would they still shut it down? I, I would think so. Yeah, I think they are wanting to to direct everyone to Villeneuve's Dune, um, and I think that's that's the canonical Dune, if you like, that they're wanting to do. Even like stuff like Lynch's Dune doesn't seem to get no. much. Um, yeah, there's no merch. There's hardly any merchandise. There's some Funko pops, and I think that's perhaps you know part of the condition of Funko doing the the new ones was that let's get some out early and do some Lynch ones, because other than that, there's there's no Lynch June merchandise around at all. Yeah, I just think purely. I mean, I Emilia and I and Hassan talked about how it just feels as though with all love and, and very similar to Hodorowski, like I, I just love June. I love sorry. I love David so much with his. With his like um, other endeavors uh, that are clearly way more um, one for one. I, I love it when an author just, when an auteur and like filmmaker just brings who they are to it. And and literally Lynch has said like I don't see myself in that film, and he wants to take his his name off it. So and I think he would agree. It's like that just wasn't him. And I, I but I love I love uh, I love his 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 work. That's why that's that's what I'll say is like I love David Lynch's work and like that Dune experience to very much like David Fincher with, um, it's so funny, David Fincher with Alien, David Lynch with Dune, like they had very bad experiences. Alien 3, it was not a David Fincher film. And so simple as that. Um, guys, I, 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 in the middle of us recording, I just had an idea. This trailer is three minutes long. If you divide one minute by two, it's two. By the end of taking 30 seconds each of this fucking trailer, we will have six fucking parts, which there are the original six Dune books. We <laughs> tie this one off. At the end of this 30-second mark, we are tying this episode off. You champion Dune scholars, you. What do you think of that idea? A six-part miniseries? Let's do it, right? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Pressing play now. 027 uh continuing we're, we're still still poor and i think we are about to tail things off so 29th second is the shot of paul yep that is the final shot of this episode it is just paul looking very paul very stern you know um let's use this as an opportunity to talk about costumes because i think that they are fucking beyond beyond this world uh some people said that the first screens by, by the vanity fair they were you know, with showing Thufir Hawat and like the whole Atreides, you know, arranged, like they said, oh, it's very kind of tame. I think, especially um, the Atreides, like it has completely grown on me. I, I think it's it's perfect, a bit, like understated, but then also, you know, um, just again, distilled, like quintessential, you know, uh, I love, I love the approach personally, but I'll throw it to, who hasn't spoken as much? Help me, who, who do I throw it to? Uh, I'm not Mark. <laughs> okay, Mark, go Mark. On. Uh, yeah, so I, a lot of the actors have said that, you know, the film is very grounded, and I think that is reflected in the costumes. So you yeah, had the 2000 miniseries, which 
you know, it was very theatrical. It was almost like a stage play, and everyone had big hats with butterflies on, and um, you know, very. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it was very, very over the top almost. Um, and so these costumes, I can see people. I can see the reason why people are saying that the the plane, uh, but they are practical. They are, you know, there's no, there's no massive headbands or anything just for the sake of being visually interesting. These are practical costumes that are designed for, you know, military use or. Uh, shield use or, or whatever that's right love it how about you i love i love the costume uh i i exactly as mark said i think it's really grounded but also i love the fact that for me was really important the benegasri i mean it it was like this need to be portrayed like how it should and I love uh, Charlotte rambling on with her thing going on and the oh, yeah. fishnet and well the, the like the web the spider's web thing on on the face and I love how uh, Jessica is portrayed in several locations uh, in the pictures but I love how she looks when she gets in Caledon like like the has the veil and the jewelry going on oh and do that not was even like, oh. So oh my god that was like so strong and uh, i like everything i think I, I think a lot of people and i've been and i've been listening to this like as is like in ten thousand years in the future they're like waiting for something explosive going on but i think for like for telling the story properly you need to do this and you, you need to ground some things you need to to feel realistic i mean when gurney halleck is fighting with with uh, with paul uh, he has like like a gray shirt, you know, and 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 why why wouldn't he? I mean, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, like and in and fact, you're course, cosplaying as him right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cosplaying. Yeah. Uh, so uh, exactly, and uh, well, I in that part actually, I love the shields. I don't know if Mark is here with me. Look at what Emilio's doing, buddy. We're tailing this thing off. You're teasing the future. I love it. I love it. But this is, <laughs> yeah. I dig it. I dig it. And and again, I need to reemphasize that I remember at the end of when I, when I watched, I, I scoured it. I don't know if it's possible to burn. Like back in the VHS days, you could run the tape through and then it would break the tape. But I, whatever equivalent for DVD, I did that with all of the, the Lord of the Ringses. And I remember specifically playing the featurette, which showed, which is what Amelia is doing, is the tease of what's to come um, with like, and I just saw, you know, Carl Urban as Eomer in, in that tiny little glimpse, which is like, Fade is gonna be the Eomer of the part two, you know? Is gonna be this, these, these new characters that are introduced because there is that time, there's, there's time jumps and everything with that. I definitely think the first book is, it's gonna be three films. I really think so, because um, this is not a case of stretching the material out beyond its unnatural, which is what they did with The Hobbit, you know? I think with both with what they did with It, part one and two, WB, which, you know, they were behind The Hobbit, I think Dune is an energetic, spiritual apology for but in some ways, not directly, but like it incorporates yeah, yeah. a bit of what, because they're saying, look, we stretched a, a book this thin into three movies. How about we actually take our time actually assessing whether this massive book can be told in one or two, 
but I do think it's going to be three. And I think, um, and I think for heretics, I think we can let's let's hype all that this is the end. This is the end of the show. Let's get the fireworks happening, building it up. I think, uh, Mark, what do you think for each of the books? If they fully, no, they will. Let's manifest it. They will fully make this whole thing. Um, heretics, how many films? Sorry, not not heretics. heretics. Uh, sorry, Messiah. Two Messiah. That's a pretty. That's probably a, a one filmer, I would think. Okay. Me too. All right. So you both concur. So the next one after that is Children of Dune, I, I believe. And how yeah. many does Children need? Uh, if you're going on page count, then that, that's probably a two pay, uh, a two filmer. Okay. So that's yeah. somewhat similar to the miniseries where you had uh, Dune Messiah was one night, and then Children of Dune was two nights. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking so far three, four five, six films so far, right? Because you're talking the three dunes and then uh, Messiah on its own and then two part for children. Uh, after that, I, be I believe it is Heretics, right? No, uh, it's God, God Emperor. God fucking Emperor. How many fucking movies does that <laughs> one oh my God. Go for it, doesn't matter, infinite uh, budget. They made <laughs> 20 Harry Potters, let's go. That needs to be its 12 part HBO miniseries or something, I think that one. Yeah. Me too, I think so too. That is very prescient because we are moving towards this complete, there's no, not even a blurred line. Blurred implies even a barrier of some kind. There's just gonna be no line anymore between the quality of film and the quality of series. I fully, fully support that, uh, that we may enter the very first hybrid, like the studio saying, you know what, whatever format, serves this story best between series or film let's do it so i'm open to that but just for the sake of my ocd if it were, <laughs> if it were gonna be a film would it be two or three god emperor two two, two. yeah i would say two two okay god emperor you, one, if, you, if, you, if you're gonna squeeze it inside of i have to push yeah. it just for just for discussion sake so we are sitting on hypothetically three-part original dune one messiah and a partridge in a pear tree. Now, two, <laughs> two Children's of Dune, two God Emperors of Dune, right? So we're looking at nine films so far. So we've just come up to uh, the Harry Potter kind of saga length. So then it's Heretics and Chapter House. One film's each and we'll end up with 11. No, they won't do that because Warner Brothers always does a part one, part two for their <laughs> fucking movies with the, the ending one, which is they did for, Hall for uh, Deathly Hallows. So we're looking at a fucking 12 film series, like, cause Chapter House will be part one and two. Yeah. Right? I, I just, <laughs> I just, just, I think the, the first novel, June, will just be a two-parter because where we're ending part one is like 73% of the way through the book. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. All right. All right. So then it will be, I think maybe a 10-parter then. I think 10. Just hit that double digit, you know what I mean? Ones and zeros, right? <laughs> Shai Hulud, baby, let's do it! <laughs> we come full circle to the Shai Hulud symbolism from the start of the show. Guys, did you have a good time? Yes. A great time, thank you. Fucking amazing. It was a pleasure, it was a pleasure to meet you, Mark. I agree. Thank you. Um, what is on uh, for the rest of your day, uh, Mark? I'll start with you. Uh, look housework. At the, look at the sun coming in behind your head, by the way. Very, 
fantastic. I love it. Like you should just say Paul and then send us all into a dream sequence. Um, so no, but yeah, so it's the UK over there, right? So probably uh, yeah, so, uh, to eleven o'clock in the morning over here. Oh, wow. Okay, cool, cool. But same, same. So, as yeah, uh, lots of June news. It's like we've got all the pictures of the uh, McFarlane June figures that have dropped over the past couple of days. So um, trying to keep up with it. Come trying to keep up with it. Let's let's get all the collectors out there, uh, like get their knees squeezing. So Mark, do you commit? on Zoom record, which is legally binding, to purchase every single one. Yeah, yeah boy! <laughs> <laughs> Emilio, I do not want to see a single picture frame or plant on that shirt, on that shelf next time. All figures. All figures, please. When they release, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if you can quite see, but that this bookshelf back over here, this is all June stuff, so uh, it's all, it's all um, I'm I'm spoken for, Emilia. I don't know if you're spoken for, but are you spoken for? Because you're gonna be getting people being like, "Who's this Mark man?" Oi, yeah. happily married? Uh, no, single. Thing. Oh, but there you go. Let the floodgates open right now. Yeah, <laughs> come on, let's make it happen for this dude. Okay, no, I want to say this. Um, I also because I similarly like I like to have. Um, so it's like I have a little bit of statuary there but i kind of like to keep things kind of tidy so i kind of dig that emilio do you have a, oh actually where's emilio where's your dune shrine from last episode yeah it's there it's there okay. but i'm on, on the on the other side of the, of you're the house us. it's all cool you're the you're you've, it's there it's it's on the first chapter you can go there and okay and watch oh, it oh that's right oh that's right yeah so you're <laughs> yes, I need to, uh, to supplement my uh lj oh my god that's beautiful yeah. oh my god so you know, he was saying obviously wonderful things, but we would, uh, Mark, we were just drowning you out with like freaking out. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I think okay, it will be incredible just to have like a play day on Mark's <laughs> house. Like we will be like children playing with the stuff. Pinching box. Okay, so Mark. <laughs> We are, it might be only episode three, because I just pu published my solo episode second. It was the first one, I whatever. But I want to say this. We are, as I said, Emilio and I, our background is to just crash into people's houses. So we're just going to show up <laughs> and we're just going to like, I'm going to bring a bunch of food and we're just going to fucking like just completely display in your house. Just like, yeah. like opening all the Dune books. Like, would you be open to like us raiding your collection? Sure. I think I'm pretty safe though. If you're in Australia and I'm in the UK, you know, it's... <laughs> yeah. these aren't empty. I, these are genuine plans. I'm telling you. But no, obviously, if you're keeping it super like tidy and like you wanna, I do that. No, with... no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I, the reason why I say this because I do that with some of my like I have the original 1988, uh, 80 sorry 84 and whatever like copies of you know stuff. So we would be respectful of that. But oh, this guy. Look at what the episodes turned He's into. Doing it. Doing it. Oh, my boy. Oh, my God. Yeah. My boy. It's this giant, giant Duncan Idaho hugs. My boy. <laughs> yeah, my boy. This is fucking, this is, oh, my God. It's like Dune podcast, more like Dune party every fucking week with you guys. Are you guys good for the same time next week for the next 30 seconds? Yeah. 
a party, I'll, uh, I'll, bring, uh, I'll bring some sandwiches next time. Oh, Yay! He's bringing some sandwiches. Fucking hell. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Is that is Is that from, Lynn, from David Lynch? Yeah, right, David. Yep, so that's that. Yeah, and then uh, inside. Oh my god. Yeah. The fight. This is... Yeah. Dude, this yeah. is... Okay. Who, who wouldn't want to affirm us with uh, the Reverend Mogron? <laughs> Folks, tuning in, you, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're only listening to this on podcast services. Jump onto our YouTube. See this for yourself. This is... I'll actually, maybe in the edit, I'll cut to some of it full frame so you can see. Um, incredible. Um, I have had the most enjoyable insight-bringing... Uh, incredible time on the show with you fuckers like come here like giant hugs <laughs> holy shit i can't wait to hang out again if we're good to do it same time next week yes uh, yes uh, yeah okay just checking obviously pending availabilities but so there you go listeners three minute trailer 30 second chunks <laughs> six parts let's do this i think herbert would smile at that i think he would he would all right. Um, if you want to just give your farewells and share your outlets, uh, I'll throw it to Emilio. Where can people find you? On Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like I'm just like the biggest Doom fan ever, and I'll be like on uh, like uh, there is there is several groups on Facebook when I just talk a lot and just like tell Tohalerovsky to sit down. Okay. And, and, you, can, and you, you can find me there. Okay. But but I'm 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 really glad to like to meet Mog today. What? I know what? Like you've just brought a whole brand new and like I feel like super stoked. Not just like as like because you're a friend, like you immediately became a friend and like a kindred spirit, but like we also have this like very well earned like kind of like quasi reverence of like dude, like you've really like again, navigated your way through, like kept this amazing collection, which you've only showed us a glimpse of. And listeners, I'll put a poll up later. Like I'll ask basically like what areas of uh, Mark's collection you want to see him like tease next, who knows? Like that would be amazing. But I feel like I've made a fast friend today, uh, Mark, would you say? Yes, yes, thank you. Incredible. Same here. Amazing, uh, and where can people find you, Mark? Uh, Juninfo.com and Juninfo on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, um, pretty much everywhere. Brilliant. All right. Well, folks, this has been uh, Albert, Kessa, and Emilio and, and Mark uh, for the June podcast. And until next time, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Ready? Ready? Or is it like that? So it starts like that and boom. Done. Until next time, everyone. Bye for now. We're in the post show. <laughs> more hugs, more more kinship, more joy, more love, more holy shit, guys, this is real. Like this it really hit me. Like you guys I, I was I was not not on the periphery, I, I was in it, but when you both started coming at it with your different angles, I was like, we are being blessed, not just blessed a second time with what we experienced between two thousand one, two thousand three with the with those three films, but we are entering this thing where these films are going to be made with the knowledge of those, like building on everything that was built with those. And Weta, I believe Weta is working on Dune. They are. like, So they have all of that experience bringing into this. So 
I feel like a kid again, guys. Like that's this. What a fucking gift to be able to feel this way in such a shitty year, <laughs> right? Exactly. It's in, it's. I mean, I've never been this excited. Maybe for Harry Potter or for yeah. the Lord of the Rings uh, when it came out, but like this is like being eleven again. Oh. <laughs> Would you say the same, Mark? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been waiting for another Dune film for a decade, so, yeah, because, you know, every, you know, Peter Berg was meant to do it at one point, and, you know, the other directors keep getting attached and rumoured and nothing ever happens, so when uh, Villeneuve was attached, it was like, that's great, it's never going to happen. Oh. You know, because Arthur P. Jacobs in the 70s, John Orosky, Ridley Scott, Peter Berg, all of these failed attempts to make June. Um, so I'm very happy I was proven wrong on that, but uh, it did yeah. seem very unlikely. All, all I want to say is the Bene Gesserit's breeding program spawning Villeneuve, <laughs> which is, I'm sure they did that. Like, it, it, like, he was put in this universe to make this film as definitively and quintessentially as he's doing. And Mark, I want to say, like, your years of waiting, and how, in terms of, and how has Dune back, oh, come back? Oh my goodness, like the sisterhood, which we didn't even dive into. Funcom's photoreal, immersive next generation RPG, which they're gonna be doing. Like I'm manifesting that. We just had the Hogwarts reveal, which made me definitely now, I'm definitely thinking because Warner Brothers is, is so, like Warner Brothers is behind both. So if they're seeing this amazing feedback which they're getting from the Potter side from the Wizarding World side being like well it turns out people really do enjoy the idea of like who can I choose to be Harkonnen I can choose the path to be an Atreides I can choose the path to you know three and you can see again in your mind's eye the marketing of that it's this the three origin paths which is you know you have your Dragon Ages and your Elder Scrolls as you can choose your origin story the replayability of a fucking RPG where you can begin your story as either a Fremen, an Atreides, or a Harkonnen, you're fucking talking printing billions, okay? Just, oh, like, I will never, I am, I am really plugged into this medium, guys. Like, Weta are actually officially sharing assets with Avatar, like, the people who are, like, Ubisoft are creating a photoreal PlayStation 5, like, game where they're going to be using the same fucking assets. So this game by Funcom using the same assets, uh, like, the same... CG model as the Shai Hulud from Denis Villeneuve's Dune. We haven't even tapped into it. Like, like Mark, like, we're going to go to the UK, but we may not even find you. You may ha have just, like, vanished out of joy by the time we get there. Because the I'll have been bankrupt by buying all of That's a very realistic... I went into the sci-fi with, like, like, the Thanos snap. Like, just Mark doesn't exist anymore from how excited and, like, how... But that is true, like, our wallets are not prepared. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Doom fandom has been fairly reasonable because unlike Star Wars, you know, there's not that much stuff to collect. Yeah. There's some hard-to-find items, which might be expensive, but those are few and far between. Uh, and now we've gone from, you know, you know, scraping the bottom of eBay trying to find something to Banquet. dozens of toys. <laughs> yep. A full-on Harkonnen banquet of things. But also, I want to say this to WB, I, I, I so absolutely respect that you learnt what you learnt from the, the Hobbit experience, and that even if there is this sense of, yeah, they've done it again, and I'm looking, I'm, you know, we, we recorded a Batman podcast, like, I'm so looking forward to, you know, the Gotham PD, which is very similar to Dune Sisterhood, they'll be having the bat the 
Batterson. The uh, the you know Robert Patterson Batman will have the Gotham PD orbiting around it. When I threw it to you and you said that that um, uh, Chapter House or sorry God Emperor would be a perfect series, like I really hope Legendary is listening to this. We have a very good chance based on SEO alone of having this podcast show up in the ears of some people over at Legendary, very likely. So let's beam it into there and like start that trickle. And what what Mark said and what Emilio have, have suggested, like let let those ripples find the right ears into seeing more, but not in an excessive and glossiness way, but more in a way that just is so additive. And I would love, I would love for, um, yeah, I, I, now, I, I mean, I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight thinking about that, like, Funcom, please, like, like look at what people are saying about Lo Hogwarts Legacy, that idea of giving us the choice, that idea of, this almost like canon adjacent, which is what like WB did with the uh, Arkham games, and give Mark, look at look at Mark, look at this handsome boy. Give him what he, give him what the people want. Look at this handsome boy, Miller. Give him what what all the handsome boys and girls and everyone wants. Let us be a, a photoreal, a, like custom, make our own face, Harkonnen, Atreides premise. Okay, with like scanned actors, and let us do that, and let us in these open worlds, like start on the Harkonnen vessel and make everyone, all the storylines converging on Arrakis, right? Yeah. Because you see that in, in a lot of RPGs where it's like, you can choose the different origin, but then there's these places where all the characters meet. And you have it right there. We've given like, we've, we're owed, frankly- We need to we charge are, for this. We are yeah. owed money for the amount of ideas we've given. Legendary, Hodorowski, all that stuff. Um, guys, this is almost two hours for just 30 seconds. I fucking love you guys. Giant hugs. <laughs> Big hugs. All right. All right. Well, let's let's tail things off for real now. Um and you know you know it's real when Mark takes his shirt off. You know One more thing. The hype oh is God. real. Emilio, can you It's incredible. I can't believe this. I mean, how do you say what's going on? How do you say I can't believe this in Spanish? No lo puedo creer. No lo puedo creer. No lo posso no, credere. No lo posso credere. That's Italian. What is this guy doing? He's bringing this whole other. And and Emilio, he hasn't said one word about being on a podcast himself. Like we're finally giving him this outlet. Like what's going on? What's going on with 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 the Dune? I think you know. I think I think the Dune fandom is like such a like such a powerful yeah. like inside their siege. But we're like inside our siege, you know, doing our thing harvesting our water, you know, um, just like, uh, you know, doing doing our thing quietly, but then you have Mark there. When you have you... Mark here, yeah, exactly. He's, he's the, the, the quintessential. Oh, What's up? Oh, you had to dash away. Food delivery. Food delivery. Well, that's even better than any, than any, any, because uh, we thought you were getting like, kind of like some of the collectible. Go have the food. Emilio, go have your amazing breakfast. I'm going to, I'm going to go chill and edit this. Giant hugs, take care. I'll see you guys in a week. Okay. It was lovely. It was lovely to see you guys. See you Great next week. Guys. Till soon. Bye. Big hug. Big hug. Bye.